This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and this is the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I have uh, with me today, and I'm in Miami, uh, Florida. That's a pretty quick move, huh, from New York to Miami, Florida. It was so, it was hard to get here because there were so many people flooding out of New York with me. It, it looked a little like the southern border. All sorts of people. Not quite that bad, but it, it's getting that way with uh, what Adams is and Hochul are doing to New York. But here I am in Miami. It happens to be cooler than New York. And I'm having a great time with Dave Rubin. I just did his last podcast before he goes off on a one month vacation. And uh, the Rubin Report, which is on Rumble, YouTube, and Locals. And we are at the Locals studio, which is quite beautiful here in Miami. And Dave also, you remember his book, Don't Burn This Country and Don't Burn This Book. And uh, he's been on before. He's been on many things before. You know him well. I consider him kind of like a voice of reason. Uh, He's very, I, I would say, I hate to label people, but his conservative views are very legitimate, very strong, but he can see the other side of them as well, and uh, has a little bit more of a broader understanding of what's going on. I always love to have him on the show. So let's begin with yesterday. I mean, that's, what, what did they miscalculate yesterday? This is the Justice Department and the Biden people. They had it all worked out. They walked into court. The deal is signed, sealed, and delivered. And then the judge says, no way, Jose. <laughs> well, first off, Mr. Mayor, and I always call you Mr. Mayor. I can't, even though we've become friends now, I can't call you Rudy, really. I tried to call you Rudy before. It didn't sound right to me. Isn't that funny? Because I was in New York yeah. for the, how, how many years were you mayor? It was eight. Eight years. I was there all eight years, and you were Mr. Mayor to me, so it's hard. Can I call you? I'm going to try to call you Rudy throughout yeah, please, this. Please, we'll, try. We'll, I, I, also, your you chair's know, a little higher than yeah, mine. Yeah, I so. know, on, on purpose, <laughs> I think. But I, actually, I've tried that with Trump. I can't do it. You call him Mr. President. Well, the day, the day after he was elected, I walked in, and for the, I said, Mr. President-elect. And he said, oh, stop, because we've known each other for 30 years. It's, it's Don. Donald. So I don't know if I can ever do that. <laughs> And now since he's left, he's several times done the, the I, said, I don't know, I, I always called Reagan Mr. President. I always called the judge I clerk for judge, even though we became almost like father and son. There's something about it. You know? Yeah, there, I don't know. there's something there. Well, but I will answer your question and we can talk all about that. I just yeah, want to say well, one thing because you just did my last show before I go on this. Yeah, it was one a great show, but you, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. It really is. He's he's just one of the best interviewers around. Oh, thanks. Well, it's a, it, well, it's always a pleasure talking to you, and I, I try not to get lost in the political minutia. And I'm much more interested in what drives you and yeah. and how your history relates to your present and all of those things. Uh, but if if you would have told me, you know, living in New York City in the late '90s, early 2000s, that I would be sitting in 2023 
at a company I created in Miami, Florida, as the guest on the mayor's show, who's using the studio while he's here for the day and splitting time in New York and Florida, I, I would have said that that sounds so completely insane. Completely insane. And that, that's a beautiful thing about life. And I what suppose. we were doing, yeah. the, the kind of communicating yeah. we're doing, would have been kind of foreign to you then, right? I mean, oh, like, God. Well, look, I What the heck up. are we doing uh, uh, discussing? Because they can't get it anywhere else, Dave. They, <laughs> they get garbage every place else. Well, it's funny. I don't mean just you and me, but our group of people. We're, we're the only ones giving them news. Well, it's, it's so interesting because I, I don't think there's a magic to what I do, what you just described, that I'm, I'm just trying to sort of use rationality to deal with politics. I grew up in a, in a New York liberal home. But it was the New York liberals that you knew, that you were friends with, even though you were sometimes on the opposite side. And yeah, Dan, Daniel Patrick Moynihan and Ed Koch, guys that were, you may have had some disagreements on, on the level of government, this or that. But as you said to me earlier, you could sit down with them and have dinner with them and that sort of thing. So that that is so bred into me that even if you and I, and, and you and I, I think, are very, whether it's you want to talk about it from the classically liberal tradition or, or a conservative perspective, you and I line up on most things, but if we could whittle it down to whatever the disagreement might yeah. be, at the end it would be big damn whoop. You'd want to smoke a cigar, I'd have a yeah. tequila, and we'd be okay. Well, this and, has been and true that's with, what American with Alan, Alan Dershowitz. I've known Alan yeah. for 35 years. When we were against each other, bitter enemies in court. And then I would go to his, his, um, his class. He'd let me lecture once or twice a year at the criminal evidence course. And we'd go out to dinner and we'd talk about baseball. Well, I think or we talk about what we agreed about, about the Constitution. Uh, and I had, I had great respect for liberals' view on the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. On, I actually liked how liberals looked at the First Amendment better than conservatives, even though I was a conservative. The idea that you have to respect the views of people you disagree with, right. that really tests. You have to let the neo-Nazis march in Skokie, Illinois, which is what they did, what the yeah. ACLU defended back in A lot in of conservatives had a hard time with that. I right. didn't. I thought, boy, that's the way to protect my right. Yeah. Well, that that thing. And, you know, it's funny because you mentioned Dershowitz, who I've become friendly with over the years, and he's far more welcomed in our circles than he's welcomed in the circles of the he ain't going to the Hamptons anymore. Right. Right. You're probably not going to the Hamptons that often anymore Uh, either. But no, no, not unless I want, you know, (laughs) I do okay in New York City. You won't won't believe it. I I do okay in New York City because of my record as mayor. Yeah. And I get a lot of people who come up to me and say, we disagree with you on Trump. We want you back as mayor. Yeah. Do you get a lot of people who said, man, I, I, I wish I voted for you back then? Oh. You get, you get some of that, oh, too? Yeah. 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 Plenty. Or maybe couldn't they have changed it so you could have run again? Yep. Or, or are you going to come many. back? Could you wait? Could you actually run as I mayor? I could run again. again. So you would have to stop after the two terms, but then you could yeah, run again. Yeah, it's a one term interruption. Right. Uh, nobody's done it, but two terms out, four years later, you can run again. So, I mean, Bloomberg theoretically could run again also. And bad well, news, but so could de Blasio. <laughs> if they go further into the communist thing, then you're really moving to Florida. But Bloom, look, Bloomberg, who's a Democrat, obviously. Great job. He, he continued a lot of the traditions that you had. And he, he, sure, he did some stuff. The soda thing was a little big government for me, that, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can live with that. I can live with that in the name of, oh, we have relatively safe streets and Times Square isn't a meth den and all the rest of it. So it's a far cry, but look, I now live in the free state of Florida, and we welcome people like you. And well, we, you and I, sunshine, uh, uh, you, know? you and I, about a month or two ago, had a little debate about about um, Trump and DeSantis. Yeah, and uh, still kind of like uh, re- revealed that we have pretty much the same view of the world, uh, even though you might prefer one or I prefer the other. How do you see it now? Where, where are we going? And 
I'm getting very impatient. Like when yeah. I heard when I heard all that testimony about Biden and all the crimes he's committed, and then the way he acts. I mean, he acts like a man who's in some kind of a fairly extended stage of dementia. Yeah. How, how much longer can we keep him in the White House? I mean, we have over a year to go, no matter what happens. It's so interesting. I'm, I'm glad you framed that within the time perspective, because do you know when the first uh, caucus, the first primary is? Do you know what month it's in? February. It, it's, it's January. So we're January. over seven months away from January. First, yeah, January. So that'll be Iowa and New Hampshire. Tw- yeah, of 24. So we're over seven months away, and we're st- right now we're all battling it out. So you and I did this Patrick Bet David podcast up in Fort Lauderdale, and it was sort of set up like Ruben's the DeSantis guy. And Rudy, <laughs> no, and we had a great time, and we're laughing, and, and there was a clip, funny clip that, that went viral about it. But, you know, it's sort of everything set up like, oh, these guys have to destroy each other. And at the end, it's like, really, I think what we're disagreeing on is some tactical stuff yeah. and, and that sort of thing. You know, for me, it's like I was living in Cali during COVID. I fled here and consider myself a refugee into this great state. And I've seen how functional it is. And that's what I want exported now to the rest of the country. That is not to say I did not think Trump was a great president and gladly voted for him and took the shots right. for showing up at Beverly Hills Trump rallies, which is not easy to I, I do. Remember, when I you, interviewed yeah. you back then. I remember. Yeah. So, so, look, I'm not thrilled with some of his tactics right now, the way he's attacking DeSantis. That's all politics. And, and what I would much rather be interested in doing is, is how do we get past the bigger problems, which are much more related to the to Biden to the deep state, to the political machine, to big tech censorship. Those are the things we really have to fight. The little thing I'm going to really, and it's partly why I take August off every year, it's to give myself fresh eyes yeah, on sure. this. Because otherwise, you know, you do politics every day. We could wake up every day. You need it right now. It's very, yeah. it's very confusing. The whole yeah. situation is very, is very confusing. We don't know how many more times they're going to indict Trump. So far, they've helped them. What, what do you think? Turn. How many more do you think are going to happen? Because well, there's going to be I, like a Georgia one. I guess, like, I guess right? you just have to assume, given their past record, they're going to do it two more times. Despite the fact that you would think they should have realized they've gotten the most out of it they're going to get. I mean, uh, you get to a point where it gets kind of silly to indict a man four times. Do you think it's just a grind him down strategy, meaning that you would, yeah, basi- you would basically busy. just keep him busy? And, you know, anyone in one big legal fight, it, it tires you, whether, yeah. whether you're 32 or, or whether you're whatever. On the, on the other side of it, that have the terrible problem that it is juxtaposed with all the additional and new criminality coming out about the current president which is far worse than any of these little petty things there. I mean, you take a look at their fighting over where in Mar-a-Lago did he put the documents. Meanwhile, the other guy took $31 million from Red China. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, and by ridiculous. the way, we can't yeah. find where they hid the cocaine, too. I mean, yeah, the basic yeah. stuff. Yeah. The basic and, stuff. and he took the documents out of That's right. and put them in China. <laughs> Chinatown to put the documents. Do you admire it sometimes, having been in this fight for so long? Do you admire the way the other side can get away with almost anything? Like it shocks to, the like, hell yeah, out of it me. Still shocks you, like you wake shocks up. Shocks the hell yeah, out of me. Yeah. I mean, there, there were there have been revelations that have come out where I and my friends, almost all of whom are former prosecutors or law enforcement people, would look at it and say, "It's over." Like the hard drive. <laughs> right. When right. Bob Costello and I first opened up the hard drive, and we thought, "Oh, it won't be much on here," and we started listening to it. About two hours into it, we said, this, this guy's dead. Wow. I mean, there could be 50 crimes here. This is 30 years of crimes. 
uh, uh, Hunter says, for 30 years I've been, I've been uh, paying all the expenses of the family and giving my father half. I said, oh, my goodness, this is dead. And what happened? They, they covered it up. They, they created a massive national, international conspiracy to cover it up. And then, and then you wonder what kind of power do they have? As a guy My that goodness, that's scary. As a guy that fought the mafia for most of your career, do you look? Does it map as like a? I'm not saying he's in the mafia, but but the way they went about doing everything, pay the big guy, move the money around, does it all feel like a mafia operation yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. in much structure, more, much more powerful. Huh. I mean, they can move things that the mafia never could move. They even use the same language. Like when you listen to the son with the father next to him, we think. Uh, trying to shake down the uh, the Chinese guy. The Chinese guy he's shaking down is a killer. It's not like some pansy. <laughs> the guy's a murderer that he's trying to shake down. He's a he's a, a top level intelligence guy in the in the in the Chinese equivalent of the KGB. This guy probably has killed ten people, and he's telling him, "You better come across with the money, or uh, my father will pursue you." This is gangster talk, or even the conversation where Joe really admits that he knows about all of the all of the foreign dealings because he read the New York Times article. Right, right. He says, D "Don't worry, you're in the clear." That's the way Tony Salerno talks. Hey, you're in the clear, right? But at least they had the they had the uh, temerity, I would say, to use a payphone across the street. <laughs> yeah, he's the, right on the guys. phone. He doesn't give a damn. He knows he's not going to be caught. So I think uh, ye yesterday, I guess it was uh, when they showed up in court. This is the first time they've been turned back by a court, I think. What, what do you make of the fact that the judge was even willing to do that at this wow. point? Because it sort of seemed like the ship sailed and everyone was just like, all right, wow. he got away with it, you know. Well, I know what, you know, they say it was a Trump judge. It is true, appointed by Trump, but approved by the Delaware senators because they don't have a Republican senator. And she, all, of all her contributions, she never made a contribution to Trump. Hmm. So I don't think we had a Trumper there. I think we had a Repu maybe more of a moderate Republican. And by the way, we would like to believe that regardless of the judge, would, a judge would judge. act yeah. neutrally. Well, we're going to be back in just a minute, and I'll keep Dave with me. Maybe one more segment, Dave. For sure. For Great. Sure. He's got to run off on vacation. We're going to keep. <laughs> we'll be back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show and with Dave Rubin. And he and I have been talking while we were off the air about the uh, uh, the kind of impeach. Do you or don't you? And uh, you give the you given given the level of the crime here, all the evidence uh, on the one hand. On the other hand, you know, this would be the second time in a row that we have an impeachment 
are we becoming are we becoming a banana republic? <laughs> with that you know, look, it's uh, if you go purely on evidence, and you as a former prosecutor, it's like, well, of course you're going to impeach, right? That that has to be one argument, and then the other argument is. Do you let it slide because he's a weak man who will, who one way or another will not be president much longer, meaning in terms of years, in terms of the party replacing him, in terms of his mental capacity, whatever it might be, because we do enter a very dangerous territory. Well, you know, if you do two back-to-back presidents yeah. who've been impeached, whether they're convicted or not, whether it completes or not, then the next guy comes along. Now suddenly you've done, th- let's say the next guy really has done something bad and obvious. Now you've done three in a row. And before you know it, you really are the place that all of our ancestors fled, in essence. Yes, you know? yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a huge problem. I, I don't know. I, I suspect your, your gut feeling is that you have to do it because of the crime. It wasn't. But now as it, more and more of it comes out, and they lie more and more about it, it's almost as if they're forcing us to do it for history. So you think even though clearly it never passes the Senate, you think that you do it because, well, look, the truth matters. So you're yeah, never going to get yeah. me to argue against exposing the yeah. truth. I also think the fact that you have a Justice Department that will not investigate it. If you could turn this over to a Justice hmm. Department that would investigate it for a possible prosecution later, yeah. then I think you could pass on it. But this will just be whitewashed. And an awful lot of people get hurt as a result of that. Did you think t- 20 years ago even that the, that the departments were so politicized as they, they are now? So you think it's really, what, do you think like a little bit before Trump? Or when do, I when think do you Holder. think it really, yeah? I think Holder and Obama did it to the Justice Department with the, uh, gun, the gun case across the border, with going after the conservatives. Uh, Holder at one point defined himself as, I have the president's back. But well, that really that, is that's, a, that's, that's a the council. Scary, yeah. That's the White House counsel's job. The job of the attorney general is to have the president's back so nothing is done wrong. Right. I remember Attorney General Levy, who was the first AG I worked for directly, telling President Ford, "My job is to keep you out of trouble." Hmm. And I think that's the better view for an attorney general. Right, not to just sort of rubber stamp what you want to do, but say, hey, actually, we're getting a little too close to the line on this one. And be willing to go and say, this is wrong, can't do it. And uh, put up with whatever anger uh, that entails. That's that's how you really protect the president. Right. Um, One cabinet member who's a good friend of mine said, oh, God, about halfway through the administration, I'm never in the papers. And I said, that's the best thing you ever did. (laughs) Well, thank you, Dave. And have a great vacation. Make sure you make sure you get on uh, Rumble and 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 what else? YouTube, Rumble, YouTube, locals, all that good stuff. And catch his podcast and uh, particularly the one with me, huh? All right. Thank you, Mayor, or as some say, Rudy. Good. Good vacation. See you. Thank you, my friend. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with the Rudy Giuliani Show on the Red Apple Radio Network. And uh, there's this concept called Bidenomics. And I like explaining things, as you know. But I feel I am totally incapable of explaining what this is without being too sarcastic and to whatever it won't be helpful to you. So I've asked Dr. Maria, who is considerably more balanced than I am, to see if she could try her hand at explaining briefly what Bidenomics is. 
Well, Bidenomics, pretty simple. It's government-controlled economy. So when you look at the jobs report in the spending by the U.S. government in the last six months, biggest sector of job creation was the government. Well, you may say, well, what's wrong with that? It's jobs. Well, going to create it, we're spending a lot of money. There'll be a lot of regulations. And it's not good, right? It's your money going into it. And we know once the government is involved, it's bound to fail. The best thing we can do is to help the private sector and to help the small businesses. The way their plan is right now will put small businesses out of business. And that's the breadth of our economy. So it, Bidenomics is a top down economy. It could go bust. Things can change. Government shouldn't be involved in most anything, and they're heavily involved in health care. And when I was the CEO of a hospital, I actually have been an executive in, in health care for, for decades. The worst thing was government, because if you took government money, which is Medicaid and Medicare for payment, they owned you. They had so many regulations. At one time, it was theorized that for every patient admission into the hospital, the top, the first $1,500 is going to pay for me to pay staff that have nothing to do with taking care of you, but all has to do with put, uh, mm-hmm. answering audits, uh, following crazy rules. It had nothing to do. I don't mind oversight. And if it helped with patient safety or patient care, I would especially not mind it. But it had nothing to do with any of those things. Does Bidenomics also include, of necessity, the fact that everyone now makes less money than they were making four years ago? Yeah, that's the problem. Even if it looks like they're making more because of inflation yes. in real dollars, roughly everybody's making 2 to 3% less. less. And everything they have in the bank is worth 4 or 5% less. And unfortunately, you're right, uh, Mr. Mayor, and unfortunately our President of the United States continues to lie and try to confuse people. He made a great announcement that gas is now around $3.39 nationally, much different than the $5.50 or whatever. I may have the cents wrong. When he took office... That is a blatant lie. When he took office, gas was a little over $2 a gallon. So Bidenomics has hurt every American citizen, and it's what's called a top-down, but also, listen to this part, deficit-negative economy. They're willing to go into massive deficit and bankrupt this country. So they're screwing your children and grandchildren. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Mr. Mayor, I'm obviously taking just a pure economic view at Bidenomics. The New York Post put out kind of a funny parody to it. You know, what is Bidenomics? And um, (laughs) one of the things that they say is Bidenomics is when you earn at least $1.3 million as an amateur first-time artist of dubious talent selling paintings, paintings to buyers who include the Democrats' donor who your powerful father appointed to a prestigious government job, the Commission for the Preserv- Preservation of Americans' Heritage Abroad. Yeah. And here's another one. Bidenomics is when your vice presidential's chief of, fa- 
staff organizes a four-month ceremonial role at the United Nations for your sister that pays a cool $26,000, after which your son's business partner organizes two additional $12,500 per month consulting contracts for her, one with the Biden Foundation and the other with the University of Delaware. Yeah, it's it's, it's impossible, and I'm not going to get into it because I have this guy that uh, wants to challenge me who's calling and I want to show you, I let you all on, whether you agree with me, disagree with me, or want to um, ask me an, a question you shouldn't have to ask me because you should have figured it out yourself. But I'm happy to have you ask it. Fred, my friend in Manhattan, what's your question, Fred? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I'm a great admirer of you. One of the things I like best about you is your honesty. And today, I know you can't believe everything you read in the newspapers, but I just want to read one sentence from the Wall Street Journal today. Sure. And would ask, and would ask you to, I'd like to hear your side of it. Because well, thank I you. Know, I, I appreciate that. That's very fair. Okay, so I'm just going to read this one sentence. In a carefully worded statement filed in federal court late Tuesday, Giuliani said he didn't contest that his statements about Wandria Shea Morris and her mother, Ruby Freeman, were false and carry meaning that is defamatory. So um, my question to you is, did you say these statements that you knew to be false or you believed to be false um, without any real proof? And the fact that later on they say you have you have defenses which include constitutional protect that are constitutionally protected that that doesn't uh, that doesn't address the honesty part of it and i'd like to hear your response absolutely right sure i'll give you the response that is a um a stipulation that you do very often in a case when you don't want to litigate a certain part of a case and you want to litigate the other part so that means uh, i am not uh saying that what i said was untrue i'm not admitting that I'm just not contesting it because I don't want to have a big, long trial over it. I believe if we had a trial, I could put in a very good defense. I think in front of a Washington jury, it would be useless. I would lose because I do not believe that the 98% Washington jurors would give me a fair trial any more than they've given anyone else a fair trial. And then I have better defenses that I can make to the court, including the appellate court, that will win the case. So given the fact that they have cost me millions of dollars in legal fees, maybe if I had unlimited amount of money, I'd fight them on that. I made that stipulation. And the stipulation is exactly what it says. It's not an admission that I lied. It's not an admission that I defamed them. Uh, Nor is it, uh, it is a, basically we're putting it aside so we can get to the part of a case where I have a much better defense because I don't have the money to litigate both parts of the case. You know, Mayor, I was talking... Which is done by the... Which I've done for clients... Oh, my goodness. A hundred times? You stipulate things out of a case that uh, you don't believe is worth fighting over. And spending money. Ridiculous amount of right. money. And I have to also say part of it, if, if, we were in, if we were litigating this case in a neutral jurisdiction uh, under what we always consider to be American law, 
and not uh, the system that Biden has created for us, which is something closer to a fascist system of justice. I would have litigated that and wasted and, and spent the money. Can I ask I, you a question? I don't, I don't think I have a prayer in front of a Washington jury, so I take it out of the case. I don't admit that I lied. Uh, I, I say I don't admit or deny. Put it aside. Let, now let's get to whether I, I am going to be able to show that I had support for the statements that I made. I mean, you, you, can, you can make an incorrect statement and still not be lying if you believe it's true because somebody gave you the information. Can I ask you a question on that? Yeah. I was talking to a... And it was an absolutely cheap, disgusting headline because the reporters who do it know this is done in every case. It is not... First of all, it doesn't, it's not an admission. The big difference between a stipulated concession and admission, and they know that. Thousands of documents are filed in court every day that say, I don't admit or deny. So I was talking to this prestigious lawyer who said exactly, almost word for word, what you're saying. Well, maybe because it's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. bunch of damn liars. Yeah, and he was saying that it was purposely twisted in the newspapers. I think of reporters who are very politically biased, and they're going to write whatever they want. And it's salacious, right? They got a lot of views on it. Aren't, wouldn't it? I don't even know how to word this. Shouldn't journalists, if it's something to do with legal, they're not lawyers, right? Shouldn't they consult with a non-biased lawyer before they respond? No, because under Times Against Sullivan, I virtually have no rights. <laughs> uh, so basically, I could sue them until my heart's content, but uh, they, I would have to prove malice on their part. And there's a, enough confusion and interpretation in that direction so that it would be hard for me to prove actual malice. And, and I'd waste my time on that as well. And if Plus, we, if I sued them and I happen to get a, a, a Trump judge, uh, <laughs> he may turn it into a criminal case and put me in jail for 50 years. It's crazy, like they right? Do with There's the really no justice. Remember, I, I'm litigating that case, the one they're talking about, in, in front of a judge that has put these January 6th people in jail for, amount, for amounts of time that would make you uh, shudder. Yeah. No, we definitely have a, a problem with our DAs, our court system, and our judges. If you wouldn't mind, and you can tell me if you're not allowed to answer this question. But, again, I was told that you got the information from another lawyer or a legislature. Can you comment whether you no, got the tape? Both. So, okay, so well, you got I, got, I got it from an, uh, the co my co-counsel. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't develop this, uh, right. this so tape you, or information on if them. If you got the tape from another person, you believed everything about the tape. It's been all over YouTube Rumble from everybody else. Why, how can they single you out and not go after all the other people? Now, take this in, my friend. Uh, if it weren't for me you would not know anything about Joe Biden's criminality. If I had uh, died in 2017, uh, we would now ha have zero knowledge of uh, Joe Biden. The original information about Joe Biden had been covered up successfully until I revealed it, developed it in November of 2018, and revealed it for the first time in late January early February 2019. And uh, you'll find that in John Solomon's columns and on the air with uh, Sean Hannity. Uh, you'll then see 
my first 10 podcasts where I don't just lay it out, I prove it. Unlike other lying creeps, I'm a person who proves things. So, so they want to shut you up, basically, because I never saw that video from you. I saw the video from, and I'm not going to mention her name because I don't want them to go a- after her, but it was a female, and she was pointing out everything in it. Look how they took the ballots out from the table. Look how the you, Georgia law says that both parties have to be present when you see, counting. That, that you're actually making a very good point because that's what we want to litigate about. Yeah. Not what's true, what's false, but was I entitled to have that opinion? Right. And the answer to that is almost yes. And I think even a prejudiced Washington jury, we'd have a shot at that. And then if they came out the other way, we'd have a shot at getting it reversed. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, look, remember, I'm also affected by the fact that a client, a young woman who just carried around a sign once that uh, she was for for, uh, Reagan. And, you know, for Trump, for, uh, for Trump. And they tortured her. They yeah. absolutely tortured her. Uh, a high schooler. Her. They, tor- they tortured yeah. her out of the school. They almost gave her a nervous breakdown. It was breakdown. irrational how uh, they, they went they after her. They said they were going to yeah. rip apart her private parts. And then they wrote her a letter saying uh, Republicans don't belong in the public school system. After all, we're 99% Democrats. I've also seen cases decided irrationally by Washington jurors. So my lawyer, I mean, this is also my lawyer's opinion. My lawyer did the same thing I did. My lawyer had to make a practical decision what right. can we win and what can't we win and for a lawyer this is an easy we do this all the time we make concessions in a case even concessions though concessions is not admission we, we make <laughs> concessions to save time right not because we're admitting anything yeah well, so I that's think that that's what yeah. this is and they took advantage of it look nowadays i woke up this morning i saw it i said here we go cheap shot again another liar i'll answer it later i went back to sleep yeah well, you're a good man. I know you nothing but being honest. Some people might say too honest, but I thank you for what you did for this country. When no one would speak about Ukraine corruption, you spoke about it. When that laptop, I'll never forget you saying, why did it have to be given to me? Now that I know there's corruption, I have an obligation to tell the American people. So those no, I knew the, I knew I was bright gonna be people I knew I was going to be crucified over putting you. it out. Yeah. When I put out the original information on Biden, I was told by a friend they're going to crucify him. Yeah. And I yeah. actually didn't think you were. Yeah. No. At then I didn't. By the time we got to the hard drive, I knew, oh, my God, this is going to be – they're going to uh, – I think they, they had already got me thrown out of my law firm. I don't remember. But, I mean, this is going to be – this could be a disaster for me. Well, your family. law firm is at a loss. They're a bunch of losers. Uh, they're not really lawyers. When you do that, you're yeah, not really when you're lawyers. Not you're, you're, that. You're so, you're but else. thanks for having me on about Bidenomics, but it's something that's tearing apart this well, country. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Maria. You'll be back, and certainly on Sunday, with Uncovering the Truth from 10 to 11. Yes, sir. We'll be right back. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. 
This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show and with Dave Rubin. And he and I have been talking while we were off the air about the uh, uh, the kind of impeach. Do you or don't you? And uh, you give the given given the level of the crime here, all the evidence uh, on the one hand. On the other hand, you know, this would be the second time in a row that we have an impeachment. Are we becoming becoming a banana republic? <laughs> you know, look, it's uh, if you go purely on evidence and you as a former prosecutor, it's like, well, of course, you're going to impeach. Right. That, that has to be one argument. And then the other argument is. Do you let it slide because he's a weak man who will who one way or another will not be president much longer, meaning in terms of years, in terms of the party replacing him, in terms of his mental capacity, whatever it might be, because we do enter a very dangerous territory. Well, you know, if you do two back to back presidents yeah. who've been impeached, whether they're convicted or not, whether it completes or not. Then the next guy comes along. Now suddenly you've done, th- let's say the next guy really has done something bad and obvious. Now you've done three in a row. And before you know it, you really are the place that all of our ancestors fled, in essence. Yes, you know? yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a huge problem. I, I don't know. I, I suspect your, your gut feeling is that you have to do it because of the crimes. It wasn't. But now as it, more and more of it comes out, and they lie more and more about it, it's almost as if they're forcing us to do it for history. So you think even though clearly it never passes the Senate, you think that you do it because, well, look, the truth matters. So you're yeah, never going to get yeah. me to argue against exposing the yeah. truth. I also think the fact that you have a Justice Department that will not investigate it. If you could turn this over to a Justice hmm. Department that would investigate it for a possible prosecution later, yeah. then I think you could pass on it. But this will just be whitewashed. And an awful lot of people will get hurt as a result of that. Did you think t- 20 years ago even that the that the departments were so politicized as they, they are now? So you think it's really, what, do you think like a little bit before Trump or when do, I when think do you Holder. think it really, yeah? I think Holder and Obama did it to the Justice Department with the, uh, gun, the gun case across the border, with going after the conservatives. Uh, Holder at one point defined himself as, I have the president's back. Well, that really that, is that's, a, that's, that's, a counsel, scary, yeah. that's the White House counsel's job. The job of the attorney general is to have the president's back so nothing gets done wrong. Right. I remember Attorney General <laughs> Levy, who was the first AG I worked for directly, telling President Ford, my job is to keep you out of trouble. Hmm. And I think that's the better view for an attorney general. Right. Not to just sort of rubber stamp what yeah, you want to do, but yeah. say, hey, actually, we're getting a little too close to the line on this one. And be willing to go and say, this is wrong. Can't do it. And uh, put up with whatever anger uh, that entails. That's, that's, that's how you really protect the president. Right. Um, one cabinet member who's a good friend of mine said, oh, God, about halfway through the administration, I'm never in the papers. And I said, that's the best thing you ever did. <laughs> well, thank you, Dave. And have a great vacation. My make friend. sure you make sure. You get on uh, Rumble and, and 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 what else? YouTube? Rumble, YouTube, locals, all that good and ca- stuff. And catch his podcast and uh, particularly the one with me, huh? All right. Mr. Thank Mayor you, Mayor, or as some say, Rudy. Good. Thanks good vacation. Again. See you, Thank so. you, my friend. 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.